It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to The World in 10, the big stories of the day explained and analysed by the Times of London. I'm Laura Cook. And I'm Toby Gillis, bringing you news from South Korea, which is reeling from an attack on its main opposition leader. But was it politically motivated? That attack is horrific. Lee Jae-myung being stabbed in the neck in broad daylight. He was touring the site of a proposed airport when a man posing as an autograph hunter lunged forward with what's thought to be a knife. Lee was airlifted to hospital and thankfully his injuries aren't life-threatening. The suspect was arrested but has refused to answer police questions about why he allegedly did it. But we wanted to know just how common attacks like these are in South Korea. And Times correspondent Tim Horniak told us they weren't common but the president was assassinated in 1979 and there have been more in recent times. They would probably see it as a reflection of the increasing polarization of politics in South Korea. This is a trend in which politicians are increasingly demonising each other. They are given more attention and it's given rise to populist politicians. And I think this is a trend that's being driven by uh, increasing social inequality, uh, globalization, the continued rise of information society. And uh, experts have said that this sort of fragmentation, polarization in South Korean politics is uh, putting democracy uh, at risk. Staying in the Far East and this time in Japan and one of its biggest airports in Tokyo, five members of the country's Coast Guard have died as their small plane collided with a Tokyo Airlines commercial jet carrying almost 400 people. All 379 on board that one were evacuated. Passengers have described being on the larger plane at Haneda Airport as like hell. It burst into flames and split in two. The pictures are horrific, but while it'll take a while to find out exactly what happened, the Times Transport and Travel correspondent Ben Clatworthy has told us what we do currently know. That Japanese Coast Guard plane, a far smaller plane, pulled onto the runway preparing to depart. It was taking aid to the central region, which has been affected by yesterday's earthquake. As it pulled onto the runway, the approaching commercial airline clipped the Coast Guard plane 
at the head of the runway. It then landed, catching fire. The uh, Coast Guard plane also engulfed into flames. And speaking to aviation experts today as we follow this story, one word keeps coming up, which is nothing short of a miracle that they were all able to get off of the plane without any serious injuries reported among those passengers. With the earthquake Ben mentioned too, Japan is reeling at the start of 2024. For a few weeks now, we've covered the impact of the Houthi rebels, the Iran-backed Yemen-based militant group that's attacking ships in the Red Sea in the name of supporting the people of Gaza and Hamas in its war with Israel. There's been no let-up over the Christmas and New Year period, and now the UK and US appear ready to step up their protection of those ships by attacking the Houthis. The message is clear and will be made clearer imminently. Stop attacking commercial vessels or face the West's military might. There are a mix of issues at play, including the potential for oil price increases, meaning more expensive daily lives for regular citizens in the West. But, as always, this is delicate. Going too far risks irking Iran to such an extent that they enter the battle. That's the worst-case scenario for the West in general and the US in particular. The Times' defence editor Larissa Brown told us that's why there are high-level talks about exactly how to stop the Houthis. One of these options we learned earlier in the week was to carry out airstrikes on Houthi positions, um, either in the Red Sea itself or actually in Yemen. And then today we've also been told that there are, are actually a number of military options on the table. One of them could include trying to target the Houthi fast boats in a more covert way. We heard from General David Petraeus this morning. He's the former US general who led Allied forces in Iraq and in Afghanistan. And he was saying that, you know, you don't have to do an all-out airstrike and it would probably be quite a big deal and might escalate tensions in the region. You could do damage to the Houthis by attacking fast boats. Speaking to other people in the military, they were telling me, in theory, you could have special forces being deployed and the special forces could target those boats whilst they're in the harbour, planting explosives or trying to disable the engines. The key decision for the US and UK, who state on this has only been delayed as they're trying to get other European countries to sign it. It's which option ends the Houthi threat without angering Iran. We'll probably only know which they go for, if any, after it's been done. So what feels like a significant moment in cryptocurrencies attempts to go mainstream? The most famous of all, Bitcoin, is on the rise, big time. Its price hitting more than $45,000 for the first time since April 2022. But Laura, it's the why that's significant. And that why is that there's serious speculation that American authorities are going to approve their first crypto-focused exchange-traded funds this week. What? Phew! <laughs> that may sound complicated, but what it essentially means is that mainstream asset management schemes you are likely to have heard of by companies like BlackRock and Fidelity would be offering them as part of the funds they sell to the average Joe on the street. Nicely done. Um, but how significant is is this. I asked the Times' financial editor, Patrick Hosking, if 2024 is the year when you and I start taking Bitcoin seriously as a currency. Those who think we're all going to be spending Bitcoins in the shops, I don't think they're right. But 
the reason it's popular with investors is as a kind of digital gold in the same way that that mysterious yellow metal fetches $2,000 an ounce. I mean, that's pretty amazing when you think about it because it doesn't have many uses. And I think uh, investors think that it's possible that Bitcoin could uh, achieve that same kind of recognition and respectability as a as a place where you store spare money because it will keep its value. So long as there isn't some disastrous um, problem with the with the technology behind it. So effectively, it would legitimise Bitcoin to an extent in the eyes of the mainstream population. In the real world, as I'm calling it, currencies can fluctuate. So that tech problem would just be the same type of risk as a stock market crash, I guess. Yeah, the, the question for me is with gold, which Patrick mentioned, you kind of have something physical to hold that unless you do something silly, it kind of gives you a focus point for your savings. But Bitcoin being just a number on a screen, I guess, it doesn't really feel as real. I guess only time will tell us if the world's population can make that mental leap to accept it as a truly valuable asset. It's fair to say Tom Brady's Hail Mary attempt for immediate success in English football by recruiting one of the all-time greatest English players as manager has been more of a sack in truth. In fact, sack is the perfect word for this story. (laughs) Yeah, see what you did there. Uh, After the legendary NFL quarterback bought a stake in Birmingham City, he almost immediately sacked the steady hands of John Eustace to bring Wayne Rooney in instead. Today, though, after just 15 games and only two wins, he's been sacked himself, with the team having dropped from 6th to 20th. Read all about it in the Times Sports section now. Finally today, you may have heard by now that Mickey Mouse, in his original form, is now fair game for commercial use by, well, absolutely everyone, because Disney's copyright over the image expired. But it turns out we're going to see him, Laura, as we've never seen him before. Yes, somewhat quick off the mark, almost like they knew this date was coming, <laughs> came this trailer for a Mickey Mouse slasher movie. Happy <laughs> And he's dead. What? Like if he was in a horror movie, you'd never say, I'll be right back. Because then you don't. A place for fun, it says. A place for friends. A place for hunting. Hashtag, Hashtag the, the mouse, mouse is out. out. <laughs> You'll be watching Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse slashing teens all over in the near future. And if that's not for you, how about a game instead? Yes, a game studio has announced Infestation 88, also featuring a killer Mickey <laughs> who you must exterminate. Oh, I think we're all too excited. <gasps> Maybe we need to exterminate any more of this pod, shall we? Uh, thanks for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. We'll see you tomorrow. 